Hello and welcome to another episode of Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. Um, it's been a while since I've been online, to be fair. Uh, it feels like the match week 19 was never-ending. 15 games in total, so we've got quite a bit to talk about today, but... specific games so today i thought i'd speak about the top six as there's been continuous changes throughout the days last week where we'd have um, a new leader to say every day so we can begin with manchester united so currently top of the league right now with uh 40 points um the first fixture during match week 19 was against liverpool so that game in general I'm honestly a very boring match um, for both um, sets of fans, but as well as the neutral. Um, you can you can tell it's sort of like a a chess game where they weren't really showing their their true colours throughout the game, and it was just a tricky encounter for both, and they couldn't afford to lose. Um, I think first half Liverpool had the the better uh, performance. Um, at this stage, Liverpool, the problem right now is not actually our defence, it's our attack. We're not able to produce the final touch or the final pass in the third end. And at, at this stage as well, we're not improving. We, um, if you forget yesterday's match in the FA Cup, in the Premier League, we haven't scored in the last four games. So uh, it's a bit worrying in terms of how Liverpool are playing. Uh, Manchester and I tend to slow, start slow in matches anyway. Um, did have a few chances in the first half. I remember Rashford having a particularly good game where he was running through the wings quite a few times. He was offside quite a bit as well, but um, I think he was just trying to stretch the Liverpool defence, uh, which is sort of lacking um, stability at this stage as well. So Fabinho is more or less having a new centre-back pairing every week, so it has quite an impact on how Liverpool have set up. Um, and I can see Manchester United were trying to uh, make the most of that situation there. Second half, Manchester United were a lot better. Um, they had the better chances, especially Pogba. For me, I thought that goal, that that was a goal. The way he smashed it in, fantastic save by Alisson. Uh, and Fernandez had a chance as well, which was saved by the goalkeeper. So, um, if I'm honest, I, that was a missed opportunity. Um, in terms of how Liverpool were performing, that was the best time to get the three points. And I feel like if they had got the win there, it would have just been a massive shock to everyone that, you know, Manchester United are are here. They're, they mean business this season. Um, but regardless, it's, it's a good point. I think the emphasis was more on Liverpool to win that game uh, as now they're reduced down to fourth position. So it's had a big impact in their season so far. Uh, but back to Manchester United, I think they've had a good week. So, 2-1 win against Fulham, um, despite conceding the first goal. I, I don't think the result was ever in doubt. Um, the way they uh, Manchester United were playing, you just knew that they'd, they'd get the equaliser, which, which they, they didn't take them too long. And the winner was was going to happen more or less throughout the game. So, so a good week for Manchester United. Uh, the next game is Sheffield United. So, I'm not expecting any sort of hiccups regarding that fixture there. Um, I can see them winning them quite comfortably. So a promising um, week for Manchester United and expect them to maintain their position in the top three um, as it's quite close at this minute right now. 
Um, so the next team that's been in fantastic form is Manchester City. Another great week. Uh, two big results, 4-0 against Crystal Palace and 2-0 against Aston Villa. Uh, John Stone, who's been scoring, <laughs> scored two goals in his first game against Crystal Palace. But in terms of his defensive ability right now, he's just, for me, he's the most improved player in the league. Um, I'll be honest with you, I didn't expect him to perform the way he has been this season. Uh, my co-host Sid, who um, likes to really call him uh, whenever we've had our previous episodes, um, but when he's back, I'm sure Sid will have some thoughts regarding um, his performance this season because he's been fantastic and he's keeping Laporte out of the team. So it's not like Laporte's injured this season. He's keeping him out. So he's made he's formed a formidable partnership with uh, Diaz, um, who for me, slightly I was slightly surprised with the way he's settled in so quickly because the way he's performed in the, in the Portuguese league for Benfica, he's known to be sort of that rash type of centre-back where he slides into tackles quite quickly and gives away penalties here and there. But I haven't seen that sign um, in, in, in City Colours, to be honest with you. So credit to Pep and the training team as well, who've, who've really done well with regards to maybe polishing those raw um, um, effects in the player uh, during the training sessions that they have. And for me, he's been one of the top performers in the league this season. So, so yeah, great partnership between the two there. But for me, I feel like this guy is pretty much... I, I feel like he's underrated probably by his own fans in terms of Man City fans as well as the league. is Gundogan. Um, he's really impressed me this season. Whenever City just seemed to have those phases in games where nothing's happening, he just pops up and scores a goal. He scored five goals in seven games. Um, and with Kevin De Bruyne out for the next, I believe, four to six weeks, you would think that, oh, City might struggle here. But I feel like with Gundogan in the team, he's sort of like their secret weapon where he will actually lead uh, the midfield and he will be that creative spark in the team. So for me, City are looking very, very strong right now. I feel like, for me, they are the favourites to win the title. Um, I feel like that's... That's, they won. They won their last, I believe, ten games in a row, uh, and at this stage, I don't see them slowing down. If I'm honest with you, uh, and their next fixture is against West Brom away. Uh, for me, that's three points in the bag there as well. So probably see um, just both Manchester teams uh, notching up their points later on this week. Uh, third place, Leicester City have had a fantastic week again. Um, Two wins, one against Southampton and Chelsea. I think the Chelsea one was like sort of like the big statement of the week where it was always going to be a tricky game because I would say in terms of, forget on paper, in terms of how they're performing right now, they were equal paths. They're both challenging for top four. Um, but the way Leicester played against Chelsea, they were formidable. They were... Chelsea were out for and outplayed during that fixture. Um, and um, as I'm sure everyone's been aware, there's been breaking news today that Frank Lampard has actually been dismissed as Chelsea manager, which um, I'll speak about in, in more detail. But I feel like this was sort of like the writing on the wall after this performance where you just didn't see nothing in that Chelsea team, unfortunately. And 
it's been happening for the last couple of months. So for me, it's no surprise that Frank Lampard has been dismissed. Um, but back to Leicester, for me, they've been fantastic. Brendan Rodgers fully deserves a lot of credit the way he's set out his team because last season, before the restart, they were quite near the top and everyone thought they might just nick and might just get top four. But I think due to a few injuries to key players like Suinchu and Pereira, uh, it had a big impact in their team. But he's recruited well. He's brought in Fofana, who's, for me, a very young, established centre-back. You know, I feel I feel like he's 20 years old and he just looks like he's been playing at this level for such a long time. Um, and you're seeing players like Harvey Barnes progressing as well. You're seeing Jamie Vardy, Mr. Consistent, always scoring the goals. Madison, I feel like, has reached another level this season as well. Um, Tillemans, for me, plays in different positions. So he can play as a deep playmaker, but he still is effective and he's getting in the goals as well. For me, Leicester are literally the teams to watch. And I'll probably put my hand, hand down here right now and I'll predict that they will finish in the top four. Uh, I, that is, let's see how that pans out for me. But I do predict that I believe they will be in the top four this season. Who else joins them remains to be seen, but we can... Uh, speak about that in further episodes as time goes on. Now, the team that's fourth, my team, Liverpool. Unfortunately, the poor form continues right now. The 0-0 draw against Manchester United and the 1-0 loss to Burnley, uh, who broke the Anfield record, um, which lasted for about four years now. And we haven't been, well, we weren't defeated uh, in, in the Premier League at Anfield. Uh, for me, that record is always going to be broken. So for me, I didn't have a lot of emphasis on it, as some fans have. Um, I always feel like it was going to be a team like a Burnley that would probably surprise people with that result. Similar to last season when, uh, I think it was around this time last year, actually, when Watford beat us and broke our record in the Premier League as we were undefeated at the time. So those are the teams that are like the bogey teams for Liverpool where... We don't quite perform on those days or they play in a different way that kind of doesn't help us. They'll play on the counter or they'll just have that one challenge in the penalty box, which basically happened during this fixture as well. And you had Barnes um, scoring the penalty during this fixture. So, but yeah, so back to the game. And a lot of questions have been asked about Liverpool and tell what's happened to Liverpool and why are they underperforming? Um, I don't feel like we have a lot of time to discuss um, why Liverpool performing so bad, as I'd like to speak about other things as well. Uh, but just to highlight some of the things that I feel like are the reasons why we're underperforming right now is because it's quite obvious to say we don't have any fit centre-backs right now, or senior centre-backs, I should say. Gomez and Van Dijk are pretty much out of the season, despite them showing clips of both of the players training, not training, but they're in their training facilities in the gym, and they, they look like they're back to sort of light training now. Um, I think that's just PR from the club to kind of keep the fans appeased right now because right now we're not seeing any movements regarding a transfer of centre-back in this window. So I think that's why they're trying to show these footage um, across social media. But, you know, a lot of us are smart. We know it's not, it's not where it is. We know these players very unlikely will be fit to play this season. Um, one of the key reasons is because Fabinho, our defensive mid, is playing centre-back and has predominantly played there this season. And you've got Henderson as well, who was accompanied um, 
Fabinho in the last couple of games as well. So when you've got two of your best midfielders playing as centre-back pairing, you are going to miss that physicality in the midfield and that dominance as well because that's what these two players offer us in the middle of the pitch. Um, we've got other players there, but they're not quite those type of players there, especially Fabinho who can sort of make a lot of important tackles but dictate play from uh, deep positions as well. So for me, they've been a, a big miss, but I think down to the recent performance is probably, and I'm not highlighting these players specifically, like these players I'm about to mention are the reasons why we're not playing well. I feel like it's in terms of the way the team is set up, if these guys aren't performing, it affects the whole team. So the players I'm going to highlight are Robertson, Trent, and Firmino. So both of our fullbacks have not been performing to their capability. Robertson has been very consistent this year. I think it's not really about his defensive ability. It's more towards his attacking half where I think the crosses he's producing aren't quite to the high standards that he's set. And it goes with Trent as well, who in the Manchester United fixture had 21 crosses and not one of those crosses was completed. Uh, I believe he was just literally just hitting crosses aimlessly into the box without having an idea of what he's trying to do. And we don't even play with that sort of traditional number nine where someone's going to go to that six-yard box and finish headers or diving um, tackles, not diving tackles, but diving goals here and there. It, it's not our game. It's not how we work. So I think because the fullbacks are one of the main sources of creativity in our team, it's had a big impact in our team in terms of their uh, poor form right now. And for me as well, who is the cog of the team where... I feel like if he doesn't play well, Sadio Mane and uh, Mo Salah aren't provided with that service, but it impacts the way they play as well. Um, I know Firmino is not known to be the prolific goal scorer, but what he offers to the team is, a, is so much more in terms of the way he presses. And with... Um, Salah and Mane as well. In those aspects of the game, he's been poor in every shape or form, unfortunately. Um, and that's had a big impact in our whole whole game. The way we play, the way we set up attackingly. Um, yeah, it's. I think that's probably one of the reasons why we haven't performed that well. Um, and Mane and Salah just seem to be off in terms of, in front of goals. They're just not making the right decisions with the passes, but also in terms of the the choice of shooting as well. It's just not quite there. It's not working. So it's just unfortunate for Liverpool right now where all the things that could go wrong are happening at one stage right now. Um, so one thing that I've been speaking about quite a bit is that the emphasis of signing a centre-back. Um, if I'm brutally honest, I don't see us signing a centre-back, unfortunately. Um, that's just because of the way FSG run the club. Their policy is sell-to-buy. So I know we've made some profit regarding sales of Brewster um, and Hover as well in, this, in the summer. But I believe those finances have gone towards accommodating the Thiago and Jota move. But also, I believe it's reported that uh, Liverpool made a loss of 100 million during this pandemic. So 
I don't think they're willing to spend any money at this stage, um, which is a shame because for me, it's not about buying an Apumacano or buying a Kulibali right now. It's buying someone who's a short-term fix. So at this stage, I believe um, Edo Militao um, from Real Madrid is available on loan. That's the sort of player you should try and get on board where you know he plays at the highest level, but also at the same time, if he performs well for the next six months, he could be signed and he could be one of our centre-backs for years to come. So it's a 2.5 million loan fee, which is, for me, will not break the bank. I'm, obviously, I'm not, I don't know the finances the way in terms of how FSG are running right now, but you've got teams like Aston Villa that are signing 15 million pound players here and there. So we can't be that broke that we can't even get a temporary solution because this will literally kill our season. If I, because we're, do, we're doing an episode this Friday, but the following episode day, if Liverpool haven't signed a player, this window for me that's a wrap in terms of our season I'm not giving up hopes in terms of for the title I'm not saying we're winning it definitely not but I still believe we can challenge to an extent because it's just been one of those tricky seasons and we're only at the halfway stage right now we're in match week 19 so a lot of games to go so you never know how the season will pan out um, but I feel like if we don't sign a centre-back and God forbid if Fabinho gets injured we have no centre back. We've got kids playing there, um, and that will literally, if that was to happen, I don't want to put that energy in the universe right now. We would probably not even get top four, and that's me being brutally honest. So, Liverpool fans, all I can say, is stay positive. Um, I know there's a lot of FSG out um, hashtags trending on Twitter. I can't blame you to be honest with you because. I feel quite angry in terms of how the club are conducting their business right now. But it's just a day and age of um, the football business. Some some owners like to invest heavily, like your Bramovich, your um, Sheikh Mansour for Man City as well. But not every club is run like that. So we'll just have to see how it goes, unfortunately. Um, it's going to be a tough season. <laughs> That's all I can say right now. But yeah, keep positive. Um, our next game is not an easy game and it's against the team that I'm about to speak about now so Spurs so Spurs are back to winning ways um, good 3-1 win against Sheffield United there and Dombele continuing his form he's been one of the star performers alongside I say Hoiberg as well for, for Spurs they've been formidable together in midfield uh, his goal was fantastic audacious goal didn't expect him to do that when the ball bounced um, some say he tried to clip it over, um, tried to get back into the sort of six-yard box, but I'll give him the benefit of that. I think he, he meant it. It looked like a good guy anyway, so we'll let, we'll let him have that one. And then finally, I'd like to speak about Chelsea. So Chelsea beat their uh, local rivals Fulham 1-0. Uh, Fulham were quite unlucky as I felt like they played quite well uh, and maybe deserved a point during that fixture. Um, but their performance against Leicester was... Like I mentioned earlier, the final straw for Lampard's reign at the club. The way they were out for and outplayed, simply not good enough for a team that heavily invested in the summer. And it wasn't just any players. There were some good players that were signed as well. And I just feel like the team has not progressed at all. Like You should be able to see some level of progression, but I feel like they've actually gone backwards. Um, so for me, uh, we can speak about this now. 
uh, the sacking of Frank Lampard is not a surprise. I'm sure a lot of people have said that the timing of it and the, the manner of how it was announced wasn't done ethically. Um, but that's football business. That's just the, that's just the modern day way of football's run. Unfortunately, um, I believe Tuchel is going to be the next Chelsea manager. Um, me, me personally, I I don't rate him that highly. I think he's a bang average manager. Um, I think he overachieved when he was at Dortmund. Um, but I feel like he was only recruited by PSG because of the way the team was set up. But it's arguable to say that that team that was there was Klopp's team. So, um, yeah, I I don't rate him that highly. Um, but if you look at the market, who else would they have um, appointed? I think Allegri would have been a better shout. Um, I don't know how you guys feel. Let me know in the comments what you think about that because I feel like Allegri would have been a better appointment. Um, doesn't have um, Premier League experience, but neither does Tuchel. So, um, in terms of Frank Lampard, I'll be honest with you, I feel like when he was appointed, it was due to his legendary status. Um, he was out of his depth, in my opinion. Um, coming from managing Derby, where he had a half-decent season. He didn't get promotion. He didn't do anything amazingly that we thought, wow, he's going to be the next big thing or he fully deserves to be managing an elite club. He only got the job due to his status as a legendary player. Um, yeah, I don't feel sorry for him, if I'm honest with you. I don't feel like he's performed to the, to the standards that Chelsea have set out. Um, and unfortunately, his, his highlight um, of his manager career for Chelsea is shouting at Klopp. And that's literally all I can say about that. That's how poor he's been, in my opinion. So for me, I wouldn't I wouldn't have to feel too sorry for him. Um, but all the best to him in the future. I don't see him getting a job anytime soon either. Um, no shade on him at all. But yeah, uh, we'll see how the news develops regarding Tuchel. As it hasn't been officially announced, but I believe he is the front runner to get the job. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so we can go into my team of the week. So let's quickly just do that for you guys. So yeah, so here's my team of the week. So in goal, I've got Nick Pope, who for me had a fantastic performance against Liverpool. Um, such a solid goalkeeper. I'm truly surprised as to why he isn't England number one, because whenever I've seen him play, he just, for me, just does amazingly well. Um, it might be a factor that he's probably not the best regarding his feet, but I feel like if if he's such a prominent shop stopper, he should be given a chance because Pickford, for me, I don't rate him at all. Um, in any aspect, I feel like Pope is superbly better than him. So, um, but yeah, back to back to more of the Premier League topic here. Um, yeah, a good week. So I, that's what I've selected him in my team of the week. Luke Shaw. So for me, fantastic against Liverpool in the nil nil draw. Also against us uh, yesterday in the FA Cup round uh, match. Uh, fantastic. Really, really um, improved this season. Probably alongside Stones has been one of those players that has surprisingly improved this year. Um, I think maybe the signing of Tellez has probably pushed him a little bit more in terms of that, you know, he's got a challenge. So he has to really perform in training and make sure that 
he's up to the level. Otherwise, he'll be replaced quite quite prominently. So, so yeah, I think in terms of his last few performances, he's been really impressed. So he fully deserves to be in the team. Stones is also scoring two goals against Crystal Palace. For me, has been one of the top performers for um, Man City this season, keeping the poor out of the team. So I think credit has to be due for for the young player there. Evans as well, two uh, two wins for Leicester in match week 19 as they play twice and two clean sheets. Connacht's more f- uh, from your centre-back there, so that's why I've got him in my team. My midfield for probably not the correct position for maybe Gundogan. He doesn't really play on the right, but try to fit everyone in. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So you've got Madison on the left. For me, Madison has been fantastic, scored in both games. He's had a great impact in the team in the last couple of months and he's really, really stepped up in terms of his level of play. I feel like, I think we can all say he's been a great player, a great talent, but I feel like this year he's he's just notching up to that next level now. On like not f- For me, he's on the same kind of level to Grealish. Um, might be a big statement there, but I do feel like they're that sort of level now where they might be reaching to go towards that elite level. Um Will they move to like a top four club next season? It remains to be seen. But I feel like for England, it's great news. You've got two attacking players that can really play. Um, so, yeah, and great, great for Leicester as well, who are literally cementing their challenge for top four. Um, and we'll see how their week's going as well. Pogba, another great week for him. Had a decent game against Liverpool and scored the winner against Fulham. So that's why he's in my team of the week. And Domble, another solid performance from him. Um, I'll put him there for his goal. I love this goal. So, yeah, that's why he's in my team. And Gundogan, a player that, for me, so there's been rumours that Gini Wijnaldum is uh, leaving the club. If Liverpool were to f- sign someone, a lot of people are saying, let's sign someone like Kabisuma, who's like for like um, Gini Wijnaldum. For me, I would say sign someone like Gundogan who can play as a DM, play as a centre-mid. But he gets you goals as well. And that's what Liverpool lack in midfield. So when I watch him play, I'm just like, oh, I wish he was a Liverpool player. I, I, I rate him that highly. So, you know, five goals in seven games, you can't complain. That's just fantastic form from a player who probably doesn't start every game, but deserves a lot of credit whenever whenever he plays. So that's why he's in my team there. <clears throat> and my front three, you've got Aubameyang. So... Aubameyang back to scoring ways. Uh, two goals against Newcastle. So that's why I've got him on my uh, team of the week there. Kane, another solid performance and another goal. Uh, very consistent. Pr- practically goals every game. So if you haven't got him in fantasy football, try, try your best to get him in the team because you'll, you'll be getting a lot of points. Um, Antonio, back from injury, has a great impact. Two, scoring two goals two games. He's the game changer for that team there. So I feel like they've missed him severely. And also after selling Haller as well, they needed their talisman back in the team. And he he hasn't he hasn't let anyone down. He's literally continued his form before he got his injury. And he's just flying colours right now. So so yeah, fantastic from Antonio there. So that's my team of the week there. <clears throat> so today is the 25th of January. We're not too far away regarding the end of the transfer window. So, 
few rumors that have been flying around, which I'll briefly speak to you guys about. Uh, we'll see what verdict I have in terms of is there any truth or any sort of concrete evidence that these players will be signed by these clubs. A bizarre, <laughs> a bizarre rumor here is Socrates to Liverpool. So uh, the former Arsenal defender, his contract got terminated last week and, and is a free agent right now. Um, if someone has said this to me before, I would say no. Why on earth are we trying to sign Socrates? But desperate time calls for desperate measures. I would take him right now. Um, we need experience in our team. It's not just about having centre backs covering for that position. We need someone with experience, and because he's played under Klopp as well, he he might just do a job for the next few months. That's how I'm looking at it. Um, do I see any truth in it? No, I don't. I don't think we'll sign it. I don't think we'll sign anyone. That's how much faith I have in our owners right now. And it's unfortunate. And it will have a big impact in our season. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I, I don't see that happening, to be honest with you. Uh, so the next rumor is Damari Gray to Crystal Palace. So Damari Gray has been sort of like... Forgotten Manchester City moment and didn't really get to shine as much. Um, some say it may be due to his attitude in training that he's not getting um, any game time. Uh, and if you know Brendan Rogers as a coach, he's very much about training. Well, you need to show it, otherwise, you won't get selected. Um, a move to Crystal Palace might actually help him, I think, and might help revitalize his career. Um, playing in a team that has some nice attacking players. So you've got Eze there, you've got Zaha there. They just signed another striker from France. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's an interesting move. I believe he's available for 1.8 million right now, which is basically peanuts. It's nothing right nowadays. Um, do I see this happening? Happened in January to be fair. So he'll be a free, he'll be available on a free in the summer. He's been linked to clubs outside of the Premier League as well. So I'll give it a thumbs down because I don't think it will happen in January. But I, I can see him possibly joining a team like a Crystal Palace. Um, I believe Southampton have been linked to him as well. So if he wants to continue his career in the Premier League, I think those are the type of teams that may be on the lookout for him. So in this January window, I don't see it happening. But yeah, you never know. I, I would say the reason what happens is because I feel like Palace are quite equipped in terms of their attacking players. You've got Eze, you've got Townsend, you've got Zaha, Benteke, uh, you've got Ayu there as well, and they've got a new striker. But Shuayu is not even getting a game nowadays. So they've got quite a few attacking players there. So I don't think he'll he'll be able to get game time at this stage. Um so yeah, so we can move on to the next transfer. Uh it is Danny Ings to Leicester City. So Danny Ings is currently in negotiations with uh, Southampton regarding a new contract. Um, there's been some sort of rumours that he, he, he that he's on the verge of signing, but he's considering his options in terms of maybe signing for a club if there is interest that is competing in the Champions League. So let's just see, are competing for the Champions League, will they get it remains to be seen, but... <clears throat> 
I think this is quite an interesting move. I think this would be a great move for Danny Ings to Leicester City because, well, he'll be uh, back uh, with Brendan Rodgers as well, who signed him uh, during his time at Liverpool. Um, and I feel like he'll be able to form a partnership with Vardy, but they're quite similar, aren't they, in terms of how they play? But the thing is, Ings likes to play with a strike partner. And that's been quite evident with the way he plays in Southampton. When he was at Liverpool, I don't think he he was comfortable leading the line on his own. So, but they're both intelligent players. So I'm sure they'll be able to form a partnership. I think this would be a very, very good move. Apologies. Um, will it happen in January? It won't happen in January because this is just, I think, talks regarding his new contract um, for the next formidable future so sound a bit negative today i'm gonna to say a thumbs down and i don't think it'll be happening in january but uh, it remains to be seen in terms of how it pans out over the summer uh so we can talk about one more rumor and it is a random one ryan bertrand to arsenal so i believe bertrand has six months remaining in his contract um as well and I believe Kolesinac has gone on loan back to Germany. I believe, I think Schalke has gone to, I'm not 100% sure. Um, so they need someone to kind of cover that position as they never replaced Martinez. So they've got Matthew Ryan um, on loan, which for me is a fantastic signing. Uh, he's someone I wanted to replace Adrian in the Liverpool team. I feel like he's such a great keeper, super keeper type as well, where he does come up, come off his line. Great uh, ability on the ball, um, on the ball, and a great shot, shot stop at the same time. So that's a great signing uh, for Arsenal there. And not official news, but uh, there is rumours that uh, Martin Odegaard will be joining Arsenal on loan as Ozil's replacement. So Arsenal doing some good build business there. Ryan Bertrand to Arsenal for some reason I can see it happening. Um, because I, I I believe Bertrand is a good player and maybe he want to back, return back to London as he was there previously when he was at Chelsea. Um, and having a chance to play for a club like Arsenal um, may be appealing for him at this stage, especially if he's not able to extend his contract at the club. So, so yeah, I'd give that a thumbs up, to be honest with you. Uh, so, let's... So, before we wrap up, we can um, reveal... The current standings of our FPL league. So I'll just give you a bit of insight into how I performed. <laughs> I performed awfully. Um, considering it was a longer match week where 15 games were played, you'd have hoped that, well, I don't know about yourself, but I would have expected to have got more points. Um, I got 59 points, which for me is shocking. That's like a normal match week where. I was expecting to get three, three digits, if I'm honest with you. But there's someone in the league. And to be fair, he's not the only one. There were quite a few players that did get three digits in their score this week um, who got an unbelievable score of 139 points. So well done to Jordan Smith, who's fourth in the league right now. So you're doing fantastically well. Um, almost two and a half times more points than I got. So, yeah, well done, mate. That's really, really good there. Um so before we wrap up, preview of match week 20. So for me, this is the game of the week. Not because it's Liverpool, it's because it's the 
two two sort of strong teams that are playing against each other. Um, quick prediction for me. <laughs> if I'm honest with you, I don't see Liverpool winning. Uh, as much as it hurts to say that, uh, I can see the score being a uh, 2-1 to Tottenham. Um, if they win, then obviously I'll be in a different mood in the next episode. But yeah, yeah despite us scoring two goals yesterday, I feel like our team still aren't playing with any cohesion right now. So I think it would take us a bit of time to get back to the level that we're used to seeing. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see how that week pans out for us. Um, so yeah, so that wraps us up for today. Please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Um, some special news for you guys as well. So we're doing an episode on Friday, uh, believed to be 9 p.m. So I'm doing a viewer calling session. So if you'd like to join in and have your say regarding your team or the current situation in the Premier League or you want to have a little rant or you want to ask me questions or disagree with any of my opinions that I've, I've had in the last few episodes, feel free to come on. Everyone's welcome. So good or bad, I'm, I'm happy to take that on board. Uh, it would be nice to get different perspectives and different views from different types of fans as well. So, so yeah. So be on the lookout for that. I will be posting more information on my social media. Uh, so if you don't follow me, um, it's AussieFTP on Twitter and Aussie.FTP on Instagram. So if you follow me, I'll be able to give you a bit more details regarding how to join us um, during the episode on Friday. And yeah, we hope to see you there. So it'll be it'll be an interesting episode. Uh, but yeah, so that wraps us up for today. Um, thank you for tuning in and we shall see you next week. Take care.